This is the Beige and the Bold, and today we are watching The Last Outpost. I'm Van Velding, and I have had my power drained in orbit of this episode many times before. <laughs> and this is Derek, and I have never had my power drained in orbit. <laughs> you ready? Yep. Three, two, one, engage. We start off here in an action scene, which is great. Yeah, so it, not this is kind of an interesting, it is an interesting way to start things out. And I think, is this our first action episode-ish? Uh, yeah, there are still many, many firsts in this episode. Uh-huh. Um, the least of which are the Ferengi and the planet. So yeah, we um, we are starting off with the, with the basic action. We're kind of getting into the swing of things. Last week was a diplomatic thing. Previous week was a science thing. Do, do we ever, like, do we ever declaratively like get told what Starfleet is aware of and what it isn't aware of. Like here they're saying like, Hey, we, we know rumors about the Fringy, but that's it. And yep. so you, you get this sense of like, there's some boundaries to Starfleet, but we don't really know what they are. I thought Starfleet knew everything and everyone except, ener- <laughs> in, except energy beings. <laughs> they have like a certain percentage of the galaxy explored, but there are borders and then there's like charted waters and there's uncharted waters. And then right. there's, trade and intelligence and yeah. part of what i assume that there are probes occasionally i'll mention probes that are shot into deep space and do uh-huh. like basic surveys yeah and then they'll follow up with the enterprise doing like a like just put hands on it sort of thing yeah yeah boots on and the doing ground mystery yeah they're like there's nothing cool happening here is there no okay <laughs> all right get, we're get an oberth class get a nerd class vessel over here to do <laughs> the action class. <laughs> i love it so I assume the Ferengi are on the edges of all that, right? So, um, you know, which is interesting, you know, because every of us, the only thing that we don't, we haven't really um, explored, and I guess we don't really care to, is like the depth, <laughs> the depths of the ocean. Like some people have gone down there yeah. for sure, but there haven't been like concerted, well-funded efforts to chart the entirety of the ocean. And so there's a certain amount of depth where we're like. What goes on there? I don't know. <laughs> that way lies Sequest. So yeah. <laughs> we all love everyone on Sequest. Everyone on Sequest was great. But let's not, let's not go there. It's a silly place. <laughs> it's, it is a silly place. That's Mark right. Hamill guest stars there. So, um, so yeah. And, and, you know, I mean, they're constantly, like, the bigger they get, the more area there is to explore, right? Right. Because that's how circles work. Anyway. <laughs> well, th- this is interesting, right? This is kind of, this conflict, they, they do a good job of, like, employing the rope-a-dope plot device. You know, yeah. where it's, uh, oh, it looks like they're doing a thing because it's the most direct conflict and blah, blah, blah. And mm-hmm. then Troy, at some point, says, like, hey, we're going to the planet. And, and Picard's yeah. like, ooh, are we? Yeah, we are. It's great. Okay. Yeah, you, you kind of want Troy to have more of a common sense approach. Like, she's not distracted with the, the instant, the, the maliciency of the now. She's not yeah. distracted by that. She's outside of it. Right. Um, and I kind of like that whenever Troy gets to do those sorts of things. Yeah, I kind of wish it, it, she had more, less of like a new agey feel and more of like a, a common sense feel. Yes. You know, like, like, you know, I, I would have, I, I think, liked her character a lot better. If that was the case, see when Worf says that, I wonder if like do, do Klingons know Ferengi? Like it seems like they do. <laughs> um, yeah, like he has some sort of. Um, I mean, they're they're trying to characterize the Ferengi. They, yeah. they didn't even want to have Klingons here. 
They wanted to make all new alien races. Okay. Uh, Gene Roddenberry didn't want Worf. They had to fight to get Worf in here because he's a Cleon. Yeah. Like, no, 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 it'll show how far we've come. And Worf's background's a little unclear up to a certain point. Oh, really? Right. But now they have the Ferengi. They've been building up the Ferengi. They've mentioned them a couple times. Yeah. I know you've mentioned you're anxious to finally see them. Yeah, well, it's just... um... You know, I, I knew, I you know, the the culture, there are, like the primer you gave me on the Ferengi was just kind of like capitalism to the extreme, which, you know, yeah. the the absurdity of such a thing uh, pleases me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so, um, I, you know, I, I was I was looking forward to this and this episode didn't disappoint. I, <laughs> I just, really? I do like, I mean, um, I wanted to see more. Uh, I, I wanted to see more characterization but them like being like these kind of gremlin things that only care about profit and gold um i didn't like the whole like oh you cover your women that's perverted i'm like okay whatever like we don't have to talk about this now do we um (laughs) do we have to talk about it every time like every time an alien sees a human female we have to comment on it for some reason like is that really gonna happen every time boobs <laughs> uh. We can't we can't have an alien counter without commenting on what humans do with their women for some reason. <laughs> the incredibly sexy egalitarianism of the human race. <laughs> I have a very sexy learning disability. <laughs> what do I call it, Kiff? Sex Alexia. Hey, s- save it for Deep Space Nine, man. Okay, okay. <laughs> no, there's 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 an internet blog. Where um, it compares the main villain of Deep Space Nine to Zap Brannigan. And oh, it's really? Amazing. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, that's good. Um, so anyway, anyway, uh, where are we going with this? Well, you were asking me so like, like you were you seemed surprised that uh, I enjoyed the Ferengi, but I I think I think this is a good opening salvo as far as understanding the Ferengi go. I mean, I definitely want to see more of them for sure. I know at some point in time one of the ships get like their own Ferengi. I don't know if it's TNG or if it's someone else, but TNG is always hit and miss with the Ferengi. Okay. Uh, this was their big debut. People feel like, uh, like it was a miss. People universally despise this version of the Ferengi. Okay. They almost didn't go back to them, but they were so, um, they were so well established previously. They didn't want to yeah. just drop them. Right. So they did go back to that well, and it did get a little better, depending okay, well, on who you good. ask. Uh, and TNG occasionally, as the situation warranted, it went back to the Ferengi. Uh, and Deep Space Nine has a Ferengi on cast. Okay. And that's a whole thing. Oh, okay. So, that, so we won't get to them for another six years or so. <laughs> uh, <laughs> or yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Um, but that's five fun. or six years. Yeah. So um, I kind of like that they're in this situation, because in, in the original series, they'd be in situations where they weren't whammied by an all-powerful being but they were they were still outclassed in some way and they would have to think around it right so yeah that's kind of what they're doing Uh, i I don't know uh, like why they're i guess they're like he's like the like it's kind of you know how in the original series like there was a computer like analyze this garbage and that garbage and the computer's like oh here's the answer that you're looking for ah yes the answer the answer is going to solve all our problems um it seems like data is like that, but just an actual human computer. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. okay. So like, instead of computer, I want answer. Computer's like, here's answer. It's like, hey, computer, have a conversation with us about our problem. Yeah. But he also has a sides. 
and he has um, yeah i love oh man i'm just i'm becoming more and more love with all of data's like little quirks he's him you know um him and george's relationship i've mentioned before is 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 growing on me and uh, it's good i like it this right here where he mentions uncle sam he's kind of bewildered again i like it when Worf and data are both strangers in a strange human land yeah yeah and you know i i wonder I, I, I like this. His, we're getting back into the French. Yeah, stuff. yeah, a little, little French, French NASA's. And I like how he's like, well, yeah, but there were nothing special, right? Like all these other... Uh, he's like, stop, shut up. We were supposed <laughs> to stop talking when I mentioned French people. <laughs> yeah, because to Data, um, Picard's just listing random nations and colors and stuff. Right. And Data's like, I can do this. Yeah, yeah. Well, I will I, list things with you, human. <laughs> yes, that's what we're doing now, listing things. I, I got a whole bunch of lists. <laughs> I've got nothing but lists. I can do lists all day. <laughs> It you know, reveals that there's a very emotional, right. um, self-indulgent <laughs> aspect to Picard. Yeah. Which is nice. It's, 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 oh, it's, this table's new. This Sorry. table? Yeah, this table. It's, it's a big table. table. It's a big table. It's a big table, yeah. Um, it's so, just glasses. Sorry. Uh, it's kind of nice, though, that like they don't really have to... like If you get the angle just right, you don't even have to show buttons. It's just a glass thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you notice like, there's no chief engineer here. He's just yeah. like, whatever. It's just <laughs> yeah, we just roll up in, and now we're engineering. So yes, yeah, it's, it's a Lieutenant JG and the commanders hanging out here doing stuff. <laughs> what are you doing? That's that stuff. I mean, you know, Jordy basically runs this engineering station. You see him do it a lot. Yeah. So I mean, it's Jordy weird. Like Jordy, kind of, he's kind of like this unsung genius almost. Like he <laughs> he can do almost. navigation. Um, look, I think I think excited. that is the maximum cringeworthiness of TNG dialogue. Oh yeah, that was yeah, that was a little. Like, how, how'd you how'd you come over the type so quickly, dude? <laughs> like, yeah. like I don't. Why why are we amping up like the emotions? Like I don't. There was like no preamble and just bam. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> like whoa, it's exciting. Whoa, easy. I think I think Love Robert does a good build for it. No, I mean, so. I, I yeah, I liked it, um, and I like how he seems to be that have this ability to do wear multiple hats, and you're like, is he like? How is he so smart? Like, no one else seems to be wearing these multiple hats that he is. <laughs> yeah. He's a junior officer, man. He's got to be good at everything. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Like Worf. He is. So, I, um, well, I mean, Worf's just good at uh, saying we should fight the thing. <laughs> yeah, he's very good at that. He's so good. He's just like, hey, Worf, can we fight it? Worf's like, of course. He's just... it's like... Do do it again, Michael. We kind of like that one, but we wanted. <laughs> yeah, we want a little more gruffness. Can you give us more gruffness? Just go. Like, oh, I got gruffness. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah no, Worf's character is a bit one-dimensional, especially yeah, early on. So, but I like this idea, right? Again, they're they're getting information. They're coming up with a plan. It'll probably work. Right. He's um, like, "How was that? Good? Bad?" He's like, eh, "All right." <laughs> I'd like Jordy's enthusiasm though. It's very human, even if it's a little, uh, even if it's a little off. It seems like you could, you could refine that enthusiasm, rather than, um, yeah, you know, get rid of it. Or, this or is this it. is a nice bit of foreshadowing because I totally didn't see it yeah. coming. Um, yeah, it's good. It's it's a good way to use the classical references to serve the plot. Just say, hey, look, um, these may not necessarily be martial people. But um, you know, there there's training in Sun Tzu. Right, right. And it doesn't it doesn't necessarily mark them as as a martial organization because lots of people use Sun Tzu. Yeah, like even business, you know, uses Sun Tzu as just kind of this notion of how to um engage 
with conflict of another entity. Right. To understand the specific elements of it. Yeah. yeah because like really when you think about uh, carving out market share, keeping it and increasing it, it is kind of like this mental combative exercise. To my thinking, there's actually a whole bit of warfare around economics that no one really ever talks about, but totally happens. Well, people like talking about the um, evolutionary component, the the, uh, the Darwinian angle of economics. Yeah. They're more than happy to talk about that. Not really as a codified practice. Right. Uh, but this is this is a whole episode for economics. Yeah, yeah. In which they... Like, the Ferengi are just greedy and short-sighted, so... They're greedy and short-sighted. The, the elements are there. Like, Derek... Not Derek. Data uh, tells... <laughs> tell us about the Ferengi, but they don't really show us much about the Ferengi. They do a little bit. Yeah. And like, you know, the, the, I didn't like, like the way I read kind of like when they finally go down to the planet, uh, like how he called conference and everyone's like, all right, conference, doing conference yeah. mode, I guess. Well, all leave our stations and just, well, no, I guess it wasn't, I, it wasn't autopilot because they're just all on mobile anyway. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But they do that. They, yeah. they're okay. They'll just cut later on. So you never actually think about that question? Yeah. They're like, just well, like, hmm, conference What if room. somebody has to actually like make a move, maneuver of any kind? <laughs> well, I guess <laughs> yeah. the computer does it. I don't know. With a crew this big, uh, it's really disappointing that they don't get into the B squad until much later. Yeah. Because you can, you can give yourself a really healthy supporting cast. Because all these guys are division heads. They're all supposed to be leaders. Except yeah. for Warb and Jordy at this point. Yeah. So, I mean, Troy should be running... Um, I like that. I like how she says, like, um, yeah, sure, you said words, but you weren't really talking with them. There wasn't any kind of back and forth, any give and take. There was just you making a demand and expecting a response. Yeah. Yeah, and that's... Troy's take here is really valuable. And again, I uh, I like it whenever Troy gets used in this way. Yeah. Where she says, hey, look, yeah, they shot at us, but we, we were kind of in hot pursuit. Maybe that's reason enough for them to be scared and shoot at us. Yep. Um, she has a very different take rather than the implicit confrontational take I think that we bring to this show as television viewers yeah and yeah I mean you know we're kind of coached you know from early on you know cartoons and whatnot you know if you grew up with TV you know that that there's a conflict and there's a resolution and then everyone is happy, happily ever after that kind of thing and so yeah. when a whole bunch of situations, look like conflict you expect like some some shooting mcshooterson to do a thing and then everything wins uh but then here she says like oh yeah we've been actually thinking about that but um we're not considering the other side um and perhaps maybe we could be a bit better about working together yes could could we carry some small blame in this in this conflict? <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's it's not even like a you know blame the enterprise crowd. It's just saying hey look maybe we're a factor, right? Maybe, maybe the things we've done are a factor. So I it's not very introspective, but it's somewhat introspective. Yeah. Um, and I like even even that small concession makes me. Yeah, yeah, and his yeah. acting here kind of sells it as well because he, he you can see how he's not struggling with the words, but he's like he's deliberate in his word choice and he's slow to manage his tone and the words that he uses that kind of stuff. Yeah, and that's uh, obviously it has to be double edged, right? Yeah. So it has to be words such that the Ferengi can interpret it as a very, very polite demand for surrender, right? Uh, yet it still has to have 
all the weight of an actual surrender, which is, let me tell you, all caps, the worst thing ever for a captain to do <laughs> okay. in Star Trek. It's, they're always super serious about it. Yeah. They're always like, we surrender. And then I was like, ah. Oh. <laughs> you get a reaction shot. Every time someone in Star Trek surrenders, you get the reaction shot. Okay, interesting. the rest of the crew. So, because it, it's ca- all cap serious business. Yeah, I mean, um, I guess because, you know, Surrender, we never get... Do we have a head count? Do we know how many people are on this ship? A thousand or so. A thousand right, so, so, yeah, there's a thousand people that your lives, um, even though we don't see them and get that yeah. sense of a thousand people, we're, we're yeah, reminded yeah. that he's responsible for a thousand lives. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah, I mean, the, the original series does it, too. I think to a lesser extent, Voyager, but... Um, I don't think DS9 ever has like a big surrender moment. I think they just get their tails kicked and it's done. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they just wake up the next morning like, I guess we lost guys. Uh, no, but seriously, it's also a concession of power, which television isn't really great at um, dealing with. Well, yeah, I mean, I imagine, I imagine it's probably Western television, but who knows? I mean, I don't know all the no. television everywhere, but in our... Our cultural identity, we have this notion that uh, we'd rather die fighting than um, surrender or concede. What's about having power? I mean, in many ways, a lot of television is uh, sort of a repetitive power play. Yeah. Uh, Whoa, not power play. Passion play. It's a morality play. There you go. Where um, you'll notice that usually, like, even if a bad guy's, like, mostly right about something, usually the good guy will get some tiny score on them towards the end. Um, which episodic television has done a lot to undermine, thank goodness. Because um, you can let the bad guys win and you're like, maybe we'll get them next week or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. So it's uh, disappointing that they usually do. But, um, you know, the fact that you can play with that a little bit, that you can question some of those conventions of the form is very encouraging for, for modern television. Yeah, for sure. Um, I don't know if I've plugged Jessica Jones lately, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, Jessica Jones yeah. is good. So is Luke Cage. So... Yeah, it wasn't. I like I like Blue Cage. I, I, all right, I haven't seen it yet. So all right, so now we finally get to see the Ferengi. Yeah. So the the initial idea was to give them bat ears. Okay. Um, swept back bat ears. You see how I the love tops this. there could be I, a little more. Pointed? This is so good. The ugliest of the human, and obviously that's like the joke, right? Like that's like we know we're showing you an ugly thing, and the ugly thing is calling humans ugly. And that's just kind of this like cute little thing, and uh, it put a smile on my face. That's good. That's good. I, as a kid growing up with this stuff, um, I never, I never saw these alien races as being ugly, but they're always like, oh, they're so repulsive. I'm like, what the fuck, they're kind of alien, yeah, but I mean, they're not like, <laughs> yeah. they're not shit faces. Yeah. It's like, it's like they're crap falling off of them, like bones and stuff. It's, it's just like they're, they're aliens. Whatever, we yeah. accept that. Okay, um, seriously, there was one hallway that leads to this, yeah. and it goes through the bridge. There's one hallway that leads to this room. I know it's a nerd pick or whatever. Yeah. But, um, like, those kids would have had to have gone through the bridge to get there. <laughs> kids are ninjas is what I'm saying. I mean, kids are good at being overlooked. Maybe they called through the yeah. ducts or something. But it's necessary to get us this incredibly baffling finger puzzle C-plot. Um, so, which, which I mean, which is, um, it's cute. Uh, you know, and what, what's interesting to me or what I thought about it is, you know, here, here data is, he's about to launch into his briefing. Right. And so yeah. he's doing a very human thing, which he's fidgeting something with his hands. Like I, I know it because I do it all the time. Yeah, um, I don't know if, yeah. And I don't know if he's 
conscious he's doing it or not, but he knows that he can multitask, right? And oh, by the way, this... Picard's never heard of the Takan Empire. The dude's not an archaeologist. He's a captain. <laughs> yeah. And so here, so here you see Data um, getting stuck. And I was thinking, well, wait a minute. Like, is he not super smart? Like, couldn't he just figure out this very kind of basic reason why his fingers aren't coming out of this finger trap? Yeah. And... I realized, well, you know, maybe he just has perfect recall, he, but he still has the reasoning capability of just like a regular human, but I'm not Which sure. Be, right. Um, it would be so great if he did. Like, I would love it if Data occasionally hit human impasses that were more sophisticated than Benedict Cumberbatch and Sherlock, but he <laughs> doesn't. He, what do you mean you have to send flowers? <laughs> It's like you send flowers He's, because you want to be nice. Nice? I don't understand nice. <laughs> yeah, except Data's not a, not a complete raging a-hole. But uh, <laughs> yeah, if if there was a more sophisticated set of loggerheads when he dealt with humans, where he felt a little more alien right. without being um, completely dismissive of the concept, where he says, hey, look, if A is B and B is C, then A is C. And then like he does a human thing, and it's really weird and offsetting. Yeah. Uh, they do that sometimes, but basically he's just a super computer on legs. Yeah. Uh, and also super strong. Yeah. And he's kind of like, he's not the Batman, but he's like, if Batman made you wonder why there was anyone else in the Justice League. Like, <laughs> well, yeah, that, I mean, that is true. Like, they should just clone Batman and get it over with. <laughs> I mean, at, well, Batman and Martian Manhunter. Martian Manhunter is kind of like a Martian yeah. Batman when you think about it. No, no, no. He's, I mean, yeah. No, he's he's better than Superman. He's like literally oh, yeah. a yeah, better like, than I, I I would love it if they just killed off Superman finally and just replaced him with Martian Manhunter. That would be the best. Yeah, I, don't, I I no longer have any desires for to like improve comics. Yeah, because like I I solved comics. Read my blog, and <laughs> I'm, I'm done with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, anyway, but yeah, no, like D- Data is so superhuman. He could use more flaws. Yeah. Um, in terms of how he does things like he he's very strong but he is also a pacifist right and that's kind of like how he balances with war yeah and so like maybe maybe they put him in like a maybe they put him in this kind of weird situation where he miscalculates his strength and he breaks something and he feels bad about it or he doesn't feel bad but he's like he immediately tries to make some kind of amends because he knows that's what he's supposed to do when he does something he didn't intend to or i don't know whatever see, see that that's a really great angle like how does data make amends Whenever he breaks his ethic, yeah, he code doesn't know because he know, <laughs> right? Exactly, he he can break it by accident, but then like he doesn't understand the damage he's done, right? Because his moral code is by rote. That's a great idea for an episode, Derek. <laughs> Yay! Um, <laughs> <laughs> I did a thing. Yeah, no, I love and, this. I, you know, I, I like this too. <laughs> like your alien images can uh, shock us once again. <laughs> yeah, I'm like wow, you're really uh, up into appearances. I wouldn't think that of your race. What is that supposed to mean? Oh, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I just, if anything, every time these people go on about how ugly something is, it reminds me about how superficial writers in the '80s were. Yeah, it's yeah. like, oh yeah, you guys aren't getting laid because you're ugly. You're not getting laid because you're superficial dicks. <laughs> yeah, just quit What's being jerks about it, man. Like, try write to look better past... Troy episodes. <laughs> yeah, yes, <laughs> write better Data Jordy episodes. I want, I want a bait. I want a buddy comedy with Data and Jordy. <laughs> we will see. Get so on anyway, it. get on it. Uh, I I like that they call the the Federation barbarous. I think that, I think we're two for two. On episodes calling the Federation barbarous. Yeah, and um, like that—that that would be another interesting thing that I would like to see is kind of 
Um, I remember when I was a kid, there was this book where it told the story of the three little pigs from the wolf's perspective. Um, yeah. I would like to see kind of the perspective of the Starfleet Empire from something that isn't Starfleet, you know, to provide that contrast um, in, yeah. a, in a deeper way than just your barbarous. Like, okay, well, is that just a familiar insult to you or do you have a reason for calling us barbarous? Exactly. Because they have different values. Right. And that's their issue. And I'm slightly irked that this episode does go out of the, go out of their way to say Federation values are objectively better than Ferengi values. But they do try to get across that these Ferengi values are part of a functioning society. Yeah. Um, and that that's the thing. That the Federation, ha- Starfleet, Star Trek has to stand for something. So you have to say these values are good. Yeah. And then by comparison say, hey, look, these people have their own value system. And also, it's a little inferior to ours. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're so much better. <laughs> yeah, and like, uh, it, it's... When, when you have something that doesn't get contrasted... It feels very uh, dangerous. Like like things that don't get contrasted in my mind are like fascists, like nationalists. <laughs> yeah, you know where it's, it's like, propaganda. oh, you just can't talk about it because you get in trouble if you do. That's why there is no contradiction. There, that's why there is no admitting of wrong kind of deal. Right. No reflection. No inner inner looking. Right. And you know this episode is all about that. In many ways, they want to work with the Ferengi. They, uh, they're like, well, we, we want to work with them. We want to treat them as peers. Um, you know, we have to be slightly humble and acknowledge that they have worth and that we can provide something to each other. And we have to trust them, even if yeah. that makes us a little bit vulnerable. You know, this episode uh, kind of makes me want to watch Stargate again, because I think the episodes that I've seen of Stargate, they do a b- pretty good job of, like, contrasting the perspective of humans with other perspectives. And humans are usually, like, at the bottom. They're like... <laughs> Star Trek is basically saying, like, look how crappy humans are. <laughs> like, uh, and so, yeah, now I kind of want to watch it again just to see if that, if, if that memory is, has, has some meat to it. Well, I mean, Stargate came out 10 years after this, give or take. Yeah. So, uh, you know, undoubtedly there'd be a lot of advancement. Yeah. In terms of, of storytelling sophistication and zeitgeist. Um, I mean, I, I tend to poop on Stargate for reasons, but, uh, <laughs> no, it's, it's an all right show. It's an all right show. So this is our first look at, I believe, uh, it's called Planet Hell. This is the, <laughs> oh, this is called this, Planet Hell? The, this, this is the, the soundstage they use to go to planets. Okay. In the next generation. Okay. So. Oh, so it just, um, it, it always just becomes whatever you need. Exactly. And, you know, it's, it's reminiscent of the original series, right? The, the rocks look a little better. Yep. Uh, there's a little more uh, lighting. There's a little more. Those rocks nash. always remind me of like uh, when Terry and I would, uh, you know, uh, yeah, when we would play 40K, um, 40K and just make the yeah. little terrain. It's kind of what it reminds me of. Yeah, no, no, that's that's fair. It's probably it's probably not so different that terrain in yours. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> in another universe, they may have called each other friends. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so this yeah. is this is kind of interesting that um, you know the the teleporter's gone wrong. Um, yeah, I don't know if we've ever gotten that, huh? I don't think so. Not in the oh, is it just going to murder you way? Like it's basically <laughs> yeah. sort of a pass fail measure of of transporter malfunctions before, and now we get this. Yeah, which is pretty cool because it plays into it, right? Energy beams and yeah, yeah. Uh, he tried to he tried to zap uh, data up, but he couldn't because of his physical body. <laughs> yeah. 
So anyway, I, uh, you know, and Data's doing his own thing, marveling about science and stuff. Yeah, well, that's another thing too. Is like I, uh, I didn't think about it, but does Data have like any like survival training? Like, does he know like okay, if I get separated, like what's protocol? Because it seems like he just wasn't <laughs> even like phased. Like, all right, well, I guess since I'm by myself, I'll just start analyzing stuff. <laughs> yeah, Maybe it'll he's, be. He's a Starfleet officer. He's trained to uh, stuff. He may have. You know, if the survival courses were a strongly encouraged elective, you may have missed them. Yeah. You know, at the yeah. academy. Yeah, I guess so. So. Uh, yeah, so I, you know, they, they do spend a lot of time, you know, in the emotions of the bridge crew, like that drama, exploring right. the planet. Yeah. And stuff's kind of, kind of leisurely. So again, we just lose out on the Ferengi in the episode that's supposed to be about the Ferengi. Yeah. And this is kind of weird. Like, like Jordy's being like, sarcastic sassy. yeah he's being sassy but like at at first i thought it's like is he like like is he just like dazed or something like why is he just being a little weird but then i realized oh he's yeah. being sassy like i didn't get that at first i guess <laughs> yeah yeah i i imagined he's he's kind of shaken simply because you know the transporter transported you upside down with your foot in a rock or something yeah yeah um and you didn't die yeah. so i imagine that's pretty emotional Oh yeah, yeah. I do. Yeah. Like, I do like the arms out data freeze. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was wondering about that, like how that was supposed to work. But uh, th- this is an interesting weapon as well. It, it gives like, him a little somewhere bit of in his mind. He's jiggling his own mouse. It's like, come on. <laughs> I don't. I don't What's like that? it. I, I don't think that it's a good weapon. The whips. Yeah. Because it's it's yeah. the, the whips. The whips combined with like their garb gives you a very like barbarian type of notion. Like some sort of like space mongol. Exactly. Yeah, and you don't, you've immediately undercut them. Right, right. Where it's like, it's a very effective weapon and it's scary. Yeah. But they're and, wearing fur? Yeah. And it's like, you know, I, you know, I would, I'd be Capitalism fine. I'm fine with like, you know, like little embellishments or just like something like that, the, the harken back to some time that maybe they've romanticized or even a weapon that isn't conventional phaser that like maybe changes yeah. forms, but. Good you job know, having that braid. Take a blanket. Yeah. <laughs> well, oh, we don't want to look at your face. You're not white. He's um, like, well, no, I was just, I'm like, he's, he's like, good job. Good job. And she's like, yeah, I'm just here for a blanket. But thanks. <laughs> it's encouraging. Or keep morale high, sir. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like, and, you know, can we talk about like how just poorly insulated the Enterprise is? I'm like, what are we? What are we? Yeah. Like, two hours in and they're like, we're about to die. <laughs> I'm like, I would expect like you could at least last a week on this ship without any yeah. power but i guess not i guess it's all right. energy doodads yeah i guess so but you know Christopher reliable lee tech um he's played by a guy named barman kimmerman Sharman mimmerman it doesn't matter anyway uh but he's pretty good considering they were told to jump around like idiots yeah. for this which again undermines i mean like is being serious yeah and like i like the notion i like the concept of like if you get a group of Fringri together, they're going to plot a way to, like, make some profit, right? Yeah. Or, like, they're going to connive or something, which is okay, but I kind of wish, like, it would have been something, like, more innocuous. Like, you know, what do you suppose these crystals are worth? Or, you know, like, ooh, this is yeah. this is a good plant that we could we could sell if, if we came back or whatever. Like, it doesn't have to necessarily be nefarious, but here they are. But I mean, one, they were cast small, which is fine. You can make scary people that are small. Yep. Look at Napoleon. Um, <laughs> what's that? I said, look at Napoleon. I was just. <laughs> yeah. 
And but they move so much. They give nice. up so much power when they move. Oh, yeah, yeah. So. Look at this. Data just holds one in the air, <laughs> and they're all looking they're just... like shaking. They're, he's just shaking them. He's like, "Oh, watch out! They're strong." <laughs> like, uh, that's so, I like it's a that. fun moment. Yeah, it's a good moment. Even if I have just so many questions. Yeah, and I don't know like, why Worf hasn't handled them all already. Why has he not? Why <laughs> Why did they lose this fight? This yeah. is ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, at least Yar comes and saves the day. Yeah, Yar comes and saves everyone's asses. Yeah, you guys do what you want, but she's not dying like a chump on Hell Planet. Again, Yar just being a bamf. Yeah, yeah, just she knows what's up. Yeah. And see, of course, you know, as majority. mentioned, um, we have to comment on the fact that uh, fem- the female here the thing with the boobs oh no let us have how much dialogue about why why they're not objectifying this female like really that's because I mean if you focus on it repeatedly like it seems like it happens a lot and if you keep focusing yeah. on it you're not really doing anything for for kind of um, women's suffrage as a whole I I am going to uh, w- women women were suffrage like for 60 years at this point but I want to talk about this scene yeah. where they're like on the bridge everyone's dying like instantly yeah. and she's like i thought about killing my son <laughs> <laughs> i missed that and you're oh, like oh, yeah. one a lot a lot of <laughs> a lot of the fan base would have agreed I'm with you t- yeah yeah. Moment. yeah yeah sure yeah, i'm let's... sure you're 50 50 yeah yeah, um, no, no, yeah i mean um <laughs> it's for the best <laughs> yeah and then so well this... i mean how ironic would that be like okay let's I'll give you a sedative, and then, and then like all the power comes back on. Like, well, guess I don't have a son. <laughs> Turns out Will Riker knew Sun Tzu, so I mean everything. Was... <laughs> yeah, yeah, everybody wins. <laughs> and then they had this weird, weird issue about Picard saying, "Ah, he meets death on his feet as he slowly asphyxiates," and she's like, "A male perspective," and you're like, "What?" <laughs> so anyway, um, I'm I'm a little off on that situation but yeah, anyway I, I mean I, i'm just all from the fact that they get got so dire so quickly like it just seems so weird yeah. it did it did but like anyway it looks, she, it looks like it's some sort of like no time. message there yeah i know right uh, he's holding his, very, <laughs> his thing has just become very phallic and he's holding it with two hands well you know just take four anyway <laughs> it's blue it's long and blue anyway okay right. yeah We're done. so done I, the thing is is that the ferengi are incredible capitalists they also have this weird barbarian thing happening, and then also misogyny, which is fine. You can be many things, yeah. but maybe balance them, or plug them in, or introduce another thing later. Right, and yeah, exactly. And that's kind of where my head's at. Like you, if, you want to, if you want to have a core um, part of your alien society to be misogyny, it doesn't always have to be look the first look thing. Look at flail around. It's that movement alone makes them so impossible to take seriously yeah yeah look at, look at the way yeah, they move versus like, the way the, the yeah. enterprise crew moves right yeah and like so uh, i'm getting this sense of um the the flying monkeys from wizard of oz like i think they were they're they're employing that very same um i mean they're in pain as well so maybe that's something but um they're, they're not in pain enough to do that and that, that's another thing they have the big ears yeah which is fine because that that play it integrates their um their physical appearance into what how the race looks right and they, they include things for better and for worse like you can hear some of the side talk in the bridge later yeah the ferengi guy yeah and then here it works against them i think it's just fine uh it's even used for comedic effect which is okay but again really it's the movement that that i think is the the most egregious sin by the ferengi here yeah the movement and i, I would say the second one is probably their get up 
Like they're Wait, just. Is this the ancient guardian of a long dead civilization <laughs> on an abandoned world? Somebody well, mark either, it. <laughs> either be Lee Merriweather or GTFO. The Enterprise has dealt with this stuff before. If you're yeah. not Catwoman, I mean, I re- yeah, I really feel like rubbish. there should be a protocol. Like they they should call it the Kirk <laughs> or the Spock protocol or the SNK or whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah. I mean, there's got to be. This has happened enough times. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. Yeah. Unless, like, unless no one, like, looks at those log files or something. Like, how in the world? How in the world is not... Like, there should just be like, hey, listen, if you... <laughs> so you found yourself um, in a lost and ancient society dealing with an energy <laughs> being. Here are the things you need to remember. One, they can read your mind. Two, do not try to fight with them by force. Yeah. I look. I look. I found your problem here. You had updates turned off. You had the yeah. automatic updates. Yeah, off. yeah. Just, just give it a second. Restart. We're going to be alright. Well, no. I mean, your server's down. That's what happened. Your server's been down for thousands <laughs> of years. Let us give you. We'll we'll do a patch. We'll give you an update from our server, but you have to be open to it. I like yeah. how they like, they just jump in. Oh no! Look, they're they're the dumb ones. We're the cool ones. I and like I mean, it. yeah, you know, so I play. I like it. Um, I just wish it was kind of a little bit more graceful. Like it is still kind of goofy, like how oh, like good. how physically placating they are. Like immediately, look at this. Like they're yeah. all like as a group, and he's like, "Yes, yes, he's right. Look at him." See how they group behind each other? Yeah, and there's constantly yeah, just like in this little bundle. Yeah, and it's just like they aren't. There's not regular. There's a lack of structure to it. Yeah. There's a lack like if of, if you're gonna power. have if and it's fine if you want to have a bundle like this, then you need to have like three bundles. <laughs> you know, where it's <laughs> like and they're all like they don't intermingle, but they all just have like three bundles of people that move as separate entities. But I mean, just this notion of of like they they're supposed to be individuals, but you have one dominant one, and the other ones are just there to somehow help him posture i guess <laughs> exactly I they're like a squad in meat shields yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah exactly it was like ooh, you didn't just say that <laughs> what so i do like that Riker says hey look if you think we're terrible then judge us yeah yeah well he said oh. he says if you believe that then go for it <laughs> I, and i th- there's people say oh look there, there's no deconstruction of the Federation in, in TNG, but here it is. I mean, this is definitely them saying, hey, look, here are bad things about the Federation. Riker's like, we we think we do these things for good reasons. Right. We let bad things happen. And it kind of sucks, but yeah, the the principles which draw us to do that are uh, and larger. So, and see, that. this is interesting. This is like if you if you dig into it just a little bit, the contrast here is the reason why the Fringy call the Federation barbarous is that they're leaving money on the table. Like yes. they, they just don't, they have all this cool stuff and they refuse to make money with it. And that is just <laughs> unthinkable and fringies. Look at that hand. Oh, come on. <laughs> what it's, was that? It's too much. <laughs> it's too much. Like the hand head thing. That was so goofy. Anyway. But yeah, like, so, and that's interesting. Like we finally got down to just why fringy consider the Federation barbarous. And that's kind of nice. I like that. Yeah. But contrast. I do. It's. That's a good part of this episode. There's so much good here that's um, undermined by just bad directing. Right. I'm not going to use it because you're going to say bad acting because these guys aren't bad. Oh, no, yeah. No, I mean, they're, they're, they're doing what they're told. You know? Yeah. I mean, that guy in the back is half-assing the... <laughs> yeah. He's, he's like, How is that even a critique? Look at this. Like, how they're posing. <laughs> this is like Ginyu Force posing, by the way. Like, this is... <laughs> 
don't 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 pitch ideas that compelling. A Ferengi Genji force <laughs> is something which oh, can yeah, easily so manifest. In yeah, where they just show up on the planet and just like dump stocks, <laughs> <laughs> uh, do some day trading and leave. So yeah, you have great character moments here with Worf and with Riker. I mean, Riker's still sort of a stock hero character, but you know he's he's doing that well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yars being great. Troy's had good moments. Data's had good moments. Uh, Jordan. Yeah. And that, that is nice as well, is that this feels like a team effort. This isn't just a uh, lead action guy plus his bay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyway, we it, we should also mention that, that the Takan Empire could A, move planets, B, die to a supernova. <laughs> and C, they, they're, they're all related to the... Uh, the um lightsaber kid <laughs> <laughs> well i was gonna say uh a solves b basically how is this even a thing <laughs> yeah. oh our sun is going supernova i guess we can move planets so not a big deal <laughs> yeah <laughs> so um like it's look if you have a massive star spanning empire a supernova is not a big deal even if it's in your capital yeah like that stuff is predictable Usually. Yeah. And you just get on your ships and you go somewhere else. You got colonies. Yeah. Like, anyway. Um, so, yeah, it is It is kind of weird how Supernova just decimated their whole planet. And maybe maybe there's more to it. Maybe it was like some sort of yeah. goofy chain reaction Supernova like, that was a weapon that did blah, blah, blah. Who knows? Yeah. So, I like B. Arthur here. She's she's doing a great <laughs> job. <laughs> I, yeah, like, well, I, I like how I, I like how they are kind of getting chummy now. Like, oh yeah, tell me, you yeah. Like, oh, you need some power? Yeah, okay, fine. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll spare your crew. <laughs> um, and, and the Takan seem. Uh, I like how he chose to die on the bridge. Yeah, um, yeah, in the captain's chair. Yeah, and, you know the Takan are like, hey, look, we're kind of a xenophobic race with very strict border controls, but uh, we are intrigued by you. Like that's one of our things. We like, you know, we like meeting new people. Can we can we so, talk about uh, the Mom of the Year award? Like, where's her son? Like she she was about to die, like <laughs> wouldn't she want to be near her son when the final moment comes? But nope, gotta be next to Picard because weird tragic past history. <laughs> it's complicated. What if um, <laughs> boners happen? I don't know. Oh, yeah, who knows? <laughs> so it's like, look, Wesley, you're, you're going to face death a lot as a Starfleet officer. So yeah, bye. Also, I hate to tell you this, but you're a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> I've always resented you, and I could have been chief of medicine ten years before now, but I had to spend time raising you. No, no. You're communist. I like. I'm sure she could have. I like this. I gave him those words. That's why we're super cool. Like, yeah. Right, at this, this is, point, it's just pathetic. Yeah, like, they're just it's exactly like this is like child playground reasoning. Yeah. And that's like they talk about them like they're not there. Like this, this epilogue is probably the real, yeah, the second real nail. Yeah, uh, that that <sighs> makes the Ferengi so terrible. Yeah, and, it, so, and yeah. it's um, and yeah, and like like you could you could have easily written this interaction to where they were equal in in like competence and culture. They had the same amount of grace, but they just had different perspectives and. One perspective, Starfleet, which was not motivated intrinsically by greed, um, yeah. you know, won the day. And then he's like, and then he says, "Well, what about us? You know, you don't, you don't have. Uh, is the Starfleet willing to to um, 
kill all of our crew merely because we have a disagreement <laughs> kind of thing. And of course, Starfleet would say no, and then everyone can still walk away. Same thing. But you can have the Ferengi as, um, you know, a competent culture that's that that could be the equal of humans. Yeah. And, you know, also I want to mention Riker says there, hey, look, we got to tolerate these people. And we got to respect them, even if it means they might get a leg up on us one day and murder us. Like, that's that's part of our principles. Yeah, and and, you know, and that's something that's kind of overlooked a lot I think in in real life is that um reality doesn't owe you jack. Like you you are not just because you live in America and and perhaps you live a comfortable life, you you shouldn't confuse that with um you are automatically going to live into your 80 and nothing bad's ever going to happen. Bad things will happen. And if they do, you just have to meet them head on and deal with them as best you can. You know, you can't just assume that the world somehow owes you bad things not happening. Well, I'm just saying, you know, the Federation isn't about, ah, yes, we believe in these principles, but you threaten our existence, so, meh, in the trash. (laughs) So we have a classic um, funny ender here. Which, which is going to continue happening. Which for... doesn't make sense because obviously he knows how to get out of the finger trap. Like, because he but was... La- it was Well, I mean, I, sh- yeah, I assume those Jordy's hands, right? Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Maybe, maybe we just learned something about Derek. Uh. Something <laughs> but no, I'm pretty sure that was Jordy. Yeah. It was in a So, spot. I don't know. Like, it's... Yeah. I don't know. Maybe he was just messing with the finger trap. Just having yeah, fun yeah. with it. I mean, yeah. once you once you know how to do a finger trap... Uh, what's the point? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's it's kind of weird that, that adults were playing with finger traps anyway. Yeah, and well, and it's also kind of weird. Like, there was this assumption that um, they were they were so advanced that a child's toy, a crate of child's toys sent to the Fringy will somehow cause them a, 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 a measure of discomfort. Which is yeah, like, no, that, really? that's a really like good that's, point. That's kind of... Um, the, like not not the fact that you did it yes yes it's extremely patronizing <laughs> there you go patronizing so yeah and it's like well how would the fringy like a big threat if you just yeah, yeah, yeah. you made that point so uh the last outpost um uh, i think people talk shit about that episode but well, that's okay. yeah yeah i mean i think it's good you know like i would have liked to see things with the fringy but i guess because I'm somewhat invested in them. Like I, I'm willing to look <laughs> past like some of the um, the goofiness because I feel as if at some point in time it's going to get washed away and they'll be they'll just be like regular people with like a different culture and different perspective kind of thing. Uh, that will happen. Not not overnight, but yeah. that will happen. Well, that's good. At least it happens. Yeah. So uh, next week we are going to be watching where no one has gone before. Okay. Um, so on Netflix, we have Picard in the captain's chair looking over at his number one. Um, and yeah, these screen caps are uncompelling. Yeah, yeah, they're, yeah, they're not very. This is just kind of like day in the, days in the life. It looks like. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, it looks like maybe they're having a conversation about. Uh, it could be anything. Who knows? Um, and this is what we get: the Enterprise is ordered to undergo a series of tests that will propel the ship at unfathomable speed. I mean, if my gut, if I listen to my gut, it tells me that they're going to do an experimental thing. It's going to cause them a certain amount of danger. They're going to get into like some sort of different dimension and have to like get their way back. And that'll be like the conflict of the episode. No, uh, 
<laughs> well, I guess we'll just have to see. <laughs> I guess so. So until then, remember Rand. Hey, I'll make this less than 60 seconds because no one likes credits. Star Trek is owned by CBS Television Studios and Paramount Pictures. We're watching this on Netflix streaming, talking over Skype, and recording our conversation with Alamoto Call Recorder. All editing is done with Audacity, the free audio editor and recorder, and our files are hosted on vanvelding.com. With DreamPress hosting, run with WordPress. Thank you, and remember, Rand.